welcome back to Cairo Nights. Oh, when Smokey sings, man, like the song says. Oh. If you missed the Grammys on Sunday night, you missed the tribute to Barry Gordians and Smokey Robinson uh, that featured uh, Chris Stapleton, guitarist uh, and country music icon. Uh, you could say icon now. Um, on guitar and Stevie Wonder and a phenomenal band. And they played a little tribute to uh, Barry Gordy's work and, and Smokey. And Smokey got on stage and sang. You know, and he's, God, well, how old Smokey right now? I mean, he's got to be in his 80s, right? And he looked and performed fantastic. I mean, that music was is 60 years old, right? Smokey Robinson is 82 years of yeah, age. Yeah. And he sounded great, you know, and he looked great. But, you know, a black don't crack. I've heard it. So I've heard it said. They, he just ages beautifully. And I mean, he's probably got a little work done. I heard someone mention he had the same, you know, makeup artist as Trump. But that's okay. Smokey looked good. Smokey sounded good. And that music. Oh, when Smokey sings, man. Yep. Music can soothe the savage beast. Absolutely. Tell you what else can. Nice segue, Spike. Pets. <laughs> so... The couple stories in the news, and Matt pulled them for our show. Um, Americans can't stop pampering their pets. We just love spoiling our, our pets. That's what we do. In fact, pets, you know, we talked about friends in the last break, right? About making friends. Did you know that the majority of Gen Z says that their best friend is a pet? A majority of those from Generation Z who were surveyed say that 49%, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. Adults between age 18 and 65, those are boomers, have had at least one dog. That's from the survey. Gen Z, 1997 to 2012, actually think of them more as a best friend, that's that's the key here. That we aren't making friends. This, the last study was right. We're not making friends like we used to. And Gen Z considers their pet to be their best friend. At least the majority of Gen Z. Their best friend is a fur baby. My daughter, who's in her early 30s. No children. Two puppies in the last year. She got herself a pup, you know. Um, wanted the companionship of a little pup and then said, you know, this little pup needs a buddy and found found that their, the breeder that they bought their pedigree pup from had another little mongoose running around, you know, ready to go. The family that had, uh, you know, was scheduled to, to buy this puppy, had to back out for family emergency last minute. She got a great deal. It was this uh, <laughs> Puppy had a nice price sticker on his ass, like that he's put on the albums at the at the record store when it was time to move that vinyl. <laughs> and now she's got two pups at home. That's great. You know, she's got a boyfriend that she really cares about, and he's a great kid. I've met him on numerous occasions. Great kid. And they're raising two puppies together. You know, if you want to know what somebody's true character is, see how they treat children and animals. Right? That's an old axiom. You can trust that. So... She's got two pups at home, and if this this guy she's with is good to the pups, and he's he's wonderful with them, loves them, you know, dodes on them. That's a good that's a good character. That's a good guy. It's a good barometer. 
I was talking to Frank earlier tonight about, you know, what alcohol does to somebody, how it really brings out your true nature. That being said, I don't know if my daughter's last boyfriend would have been a good pet owner. If you know what I'm saying, I think you do. Americans can't stop. We can't stop pampering our pets. Some they spoil, but pampering them, making sure that they're, they're getting the health they need. They're getting the toys they want. They're getting the good food. You know, we're more careful about what we feed our pets these days because did you know that 23 million Americans adopted a pet during the pandemic when we were all stuck in at home, right? 23 million American households brought home a pet during the pandemic. That's according to the ASPCA. Pets enrich lives. You know, they, there's somebody waiting for you when you get home. I've told this joke before and it always gets me in trouble, but I love this joke. So I'm going to tell it again. You know the meaning of unconditional love? If you want to know the true meaning of unconditional love, lock your pet in the trunk of your car for an hour and then go back and let him out. He jumps in your arms, licks your face, tail wagging a mile a minute. Now try that with your girlfriend. Right? Pets will love you. They say, <laughs> I know, a joke always gets me in trouble. The text line is 888-973-5476. Tell me I'm wrong. I loved that meme that was going around where somebody had this, uh, I think it was a very pleased-looking golden retriever sitting in their car. And the sign on the window said, don't worry, he's fed, he has water, the AC is on, he is listening to Steely Dan. <laughs> he's, now, that's yeah, bliss. Don't smash our window. <laughs> the air's on, he's got food, he's got water, he's listening to Steely Dan. He's living better than you are. To my point, we pamper our pets. And... and Trust me when I tell you that the, the business community, that's not being lost on them. So many companies, because even in the, in the tough economy we're going through, you know what sectors are not hurting right now? Pet products, pet health care. You know, people still, no matter what, no matter what you have to sacrifice in your life due to the tough economy, whether it's not going out to restaurants, not going to movies, skipping the vacation, staycations, whatever it is, pet care has not wavered. A lot of companies are gearing their products. They're, they're, mar- they're gearing their whole companies toward pet care. Do you feel, though, that that's really just substitute children? Because you're go- you're, if you spend this much on your pets, you're going to go just as broke as if you had a kid. To a point, you're right. I think, I think you're right. I've, I've had two kids. I've had two dogs. Kids are a little bit more expensive, but you're right. It is just a substitute for a kid, but, and, and I don't mean to be cruel here. It's like having a kid you never have to send to college. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, you know, pets live shorter lives because they love better than humans do. I've oh, heard that said. Obedience school is probably cheaper than a good college. I'll tell you what. I've put our pup in, you know, puppy daycare, puppy obedience school. It's a, it's a great investment. You know, the only thing better than a pet is a, is a well-trained pet. I'm not talking about, you know, heel to stay at discipline. We're lazy people in my house. We We'd rather get kisses on the face than have my dog heal with a good smile in your leash and walking. So, I mean, it's important that dogs are, are good listeners that are well-mannered, well-mannered, well-behaved, better citizens of the community and the family, right? You don't want a dog that begs on the table or roots through the garbage. That's a pain in the ass for everybody. You don't want a dog that's going to run away and run into traffic on you. Boy, that's, that's, heart, that's horrible, heartbreaking. Nothing like losing a pet ever, but too soon is, oh, that's the worst. It's the worst. I can tell you that, you know, I've told you this before. Some of you have heard it before. We lost, we adopted a pet. 
lost our pet to cancer unexpectedly. A relatively young pup. We rescued this dog. She was a Catahoula cur, which is a called a Louisiana leopard, right? Now, Louisiana leopards are the state. The, the Catahoula cur is the state dog of Louisiana, and it's kind of a, a hunting dog. It's used to hunt wild boar down in Louisiana. We had a, a rescue dog who from, I forget which hurricane it was, but in, in Louisiana, when a, a natural disaster like storm hurricane comes up, flooding comes up, a lot of folks, you know, bail and have to get rid of their pets and they all end up in the shelters and they ship those animals around the country. It happens from, from shelters in Texas when they have massive storms, Louisiana, the same thing. And we are a no-kill shelter state here in Washington. So we are the, the final destination for, for pets from around the country when there's a natural disaster. Like wildfires in California, a lot of those pets will make their way to the Northwest. We, we got our pet from a, a hurricane flooding in Louisiana. She came up here. We adopted her, had her for about four years. I, I've never been more in love with a dog than this, than Earhart, our Catahoula Kerr. Just drop dead beautiful, sweetest, sweetest girl. And Christmas, a couple years ago, she got sick at Christmas, took her to the vet, spent a few thousand bucks getting her tummy looked at. She wasn't getting better after a week, took her back in. They scanned her body cancer everywhere. Nothing they could do. And that's that happens with pets. I mean, that's a horrible side effect of something that gives you that much unconditional love. Doc said, look, you can spend 10 grand treating this cancer, and I can't tell you it's going to do you any good. I can't tell you it's going to help. And we had to say goodbye to her that day. I mean, like, it went from her tummy's not feeling good to a week later saying goodbye. Break, I mean, breaking hearts. And my wife was devastated. I mean, broken. We were gutted. So we got a new pup and came into the house and just... Little ball of love, man, rolling around, cuddling up next to you, begging for food. It's the greatest. Of course we love our pets. Of course we spoil our pets. That's what we do. They spoil us back. It's, I, you know, and I get it. Some folks aren't pet people. Some folks aren't animal people. I get it. I get that. We're all made up of different stuff. We all have different, you know, ticks and bombs and whatever. Pros and cons on everybody. But it's, it's good business. It's big business. There's a medical equipment company. There's a story I'm reading from the Wall Street Journal about how Americans can't stop pampering their pets, about how the pet sector has thrived through not just the pandemic, but beyond. Did you see that story? I sent it to you last week, but it was about you, somebody in New York City who makes six figures walking people's dogs. Yes. Yes. Dog walkers. Incredible. We mentioned it briefly. Didn't read this. You're right. We didn't get on that story, but in New York City where folks you know, have, you know, little living spaces, you know, tiny little one apartment, apartment living. Nobody has a yard in New York and people work all day and you need somebody to get that pup out and walk them. It's, it's, it's what the pup needs. What every, every pet needs is a good walk, exercise, healthy. We all need it. You know, our pup is now 10 months old and she's just a ball, our, our new pup. Like I said, my wife was heartbroken when we lost our dog to cancer and we, and we tried to rescue another pup because we really were rescue folks. We think when, when you can, you should. There's a lot of pets out there that need homes, especially in tough economies. People have had to surrender their pets due to the economy. I get it, man. It's a, it's a financial investment. And when you've got to make tough calls, sometimes pets have to, pets are the call you have to make. And it's got to be heartbreaking for anybody. At least it should be. If it's not heartbreaking, you, were, you, you shouldn't have had a pet in the first damn place. Remember that guy in Linwood and how tenaciously he held on to that calf and that gator? Oh, my God. I remember that. That, that guy was going the extra mile for his pets. <laughs> yeah, he really yeah. wanted to keep yeah. him around. Yes. Yes, he did. <laughs> 
Um, anyway, this, the new pup we got literally saved our lives. My wife was heartbroken, and we got this new pet. And and it's just pets make your life complete, man. You know, there's somebody accountable to you, looking out for you. Every night when I get home from work, you know, this this pup is waiting at the door, man. Tail going 90 miles an hour. The whole back half of her ass shakes when she when she greets me at the door. You know, and she's hopping up, give me, you know, give me love. And I'm like, nope, down, down, trying to, trying to raise a good, I've raised two daughters. This third one better turn out disciplined, you know, but this one's going down the same. I'm spoiling this one just like I have my daughters. This is what we do. I was mentioning the medical equipment company, right? They saw a, the economic sector that they were working in, getting hit by the economy, hit by the pandemic, the post-pandemic economy, the, the the financial difficulties and what they did was they shifted to pets. They retooled their their scanning equipment to be pet scanning equipment. And they're going gangbusters. They can scan everything from your lizard to a polar bear. They've got different gear. You know, they can I mean they they, they sell those to zoos. You know, and, and veterinary clinics. Boy, you wanna you want if you love animals and you want a solid career Go into veterinary medicine. I'm telling you, man, there is never going to be a shortage of of animals who need help and families who will spend whatever it takes on their pet. People will ignore their own health to our own detriment. We do that all the time because of the high cost of health care in this country. But trust me when I tell you, something happens to a little skipper over there, your little fur baby, you will find the find the means to do what you have to do to get that pup taken care of or that cat taken care of. I don't mean to exclude cats. Someone told me that dogs are like raising children or dogs like raising babies, cats like raising teenagers. I think it's a great analogy. Do you believe there is a stereotype, though, about, say, single men who own cats? Because I remember there was a Hmm. survey done where they were talking about dating site pictures, and they claimed that women were less interested in guys who displayed themselves with cats as opposed to dogs. Hmm. Do you buy into that? Yeah, I think I do. I, 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 could, I could see it from the, from the female perspective because a dog needs you. When, you. when you're a dog owner, that dog is counting on you to you know, take him for a walk, take care of his business, get him fed, whatever might be the companionship. Cats are just lousy roommates who never help with rent. And if you if you're a guy with a cat, you're not a, you're not the nurturing, taking care of you kind of owner that you have to be with a cat. I, and maybe I'm stereotyping cats. I don't know. I, I've never we we had a cat when my daughter moved home from New York. My wife's allergic to cats. To be to be fair, I got nothing against cat owners. I've never been a cat person. My wife's allergic to cats. My daughter moved home from New York when the pandemic hit, and, and she had lost her job and finally ran out of money to, to keep the lease by herself after her four roommates had bailed and she moved home and she moved home with a cat. My wife fell in love with this cat. My wife was eating Benadryl like N&Ms, like, you know, because of the allergies, right? Her eyes would shut up and this cat would come up and sit on her and, and sit with her on the couch. And my wife loved it. It was between our pups. And we brought the pup home and the pup and the cat got along like champs. And now the, my daughter's moved out, took the cat with her. We missed the cat, but we got a pup. There you go. <laughs> I love you, man. I guess my point is that as Americans, 
we will stop at nothing to take care of our pets because they will stop at nothing to take care of us. Seriously. I'll give you a what for, cats and dogs. If a person dies, the dog will, will, will sit there by your side. Cat will eat you after two days. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. Might not be true, but it's what I've heard. People are saying, it's what I'm hearing. It's Kyra Knight, some Spike video along with Pat Butler. We'll be right back. comments about cats <laughs> I, I truly apologize Ian and Auburn says in a 2007 report a chow in Labrador survived for almost a month consuming the dead body of their owner and everybody thinks pet pigs are so cute <laughs> but watch snatch oh a pig what is it nine pounds of flesh in a minute so like that, it's, yeah, that's a great, oh, Bricktop and Snatch, oh man, that's why I never trust a man who owns a big farm. Oh my God, that's one of the greatest of all time. So yeah, um, and the 425 says, my first cat died on Christmas back in 1996. Yep, uh, you're right, Pet, cats can be as loving as any other animal on the face of the earth, I'll give you that. I saw a video last week that kind of oh, just made my heart melt. This cat's owner had passed away. And uh, another family had it that knew the owner, deceased owner, had adopted the cat, and they had a a video on their phone of the deceased owner, and they played this video for the cat, and the video is of this cat looking at the phone, and its owner, and looking around like you know where is it, looking at the screen of the phone while the video played, and the cat got down and kind of nuzzled the phone with its head, and then curled up in a ball on the video of the phone. I mean, oh. My heart just, oh, melted. And, and a texter said on the, on the text line here that, uh, you know, a dog can be a, a logical solution for people who want security but don't want a gun in their home. And suggested, hey, look into a retired police dog or military dog as a rescue. And they particularly mentioned the Belgian Shepherd or Malinois. And I got to tell you, I wasn't going to tell the story, but when we lost our pup to cancer, I mean, we literally were, were heartbroken and we rescued another dog within about four months and we rescued a Malinois, a Belgian Shepherd from a, a rescue place here in town. And the, own, the owner of the rescue kind of told us, what the pet needed, which was rigid, you know, discipline. And it was a beautiful, beautiful pet. Penny was her name. 
She was incredibly well-trained. And the lady said, look, this is the kind of dog that needs boundaries. This is not the kind of dog that wants to, that you want to cuddle or have sleep up in the bed with you or all these things. It's just not the demeanor for this pet. And we listened, but we, we fell in love with this dog. And little by little, we untrained this dog. You know, we had her, she was still good on a leash, followed commands, but you know, my daughters would, would cuddle with her at night. She would lick face, you know, the whole night, showing the love. And this Belgian shepherd, this Malinois, this official dog of the Belgian army became very, very, very protective of our family to the point where she would snap at people who came close to our family. And she, she almost bit my mother-in-law. She came, my mother-in-law came for a visit and this pet who had been with us for about four months didn't recognize her, growled at her. We had to separate the two of them. Eventually, the dog got used to my mom being in the house, being in the house. We got along and we're, the dog's laying at the feet and we're petting the dog. And my mother-in-law reached down to pet her and she jumped up and tried to bite my mother-in-law and almost caught her in the throat. And we're like, that's it. We couldn't keep the pet. Luckily, the, the rescue that we got her from was kind enough to take the pet back and retrain, rediscipline this pet and find the right home for this pet. You know, like I said, we're all for rescues, but after that experience, the wrong pet for our family, that was our, our mistake. It almost cost this dog its life because if this dog would have bit my other law, we probably would have put the dog down And because we were wrong. We, we broke it. We broke that dog, broke her training, wrong temperament for our family. One thing about rescue pets is that you never really know what kind of trauma they've been through. And most rescue pets have been through trauma and they need a family to love them. But you just have to make sure it's the right environment or it's not best for the family or the pet. I'll leave it at that. Do a little research. Texter Ed says dogs and cats are both therapeutic. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the uh, people always make fun of the, 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 Therapy dogs or the therapy animals that people carry with them to help ease anxiety or, you know, fear of travel. Some people take a little rescue pet and they've got a, you know, a a rescue dog or a therapy dog vest on and don't, don't pet me. I'm working that kind of thing. And people make fun of those pets because sometimes, you know, I've got a, a therapy snake. I've got a therapy parrot, whatever. Um, you know what? If it's making somebody's life better, it's a therapy dog. Or a I've therapy got an pet. anger translator parrot, but I can't let it on the air. All it does is swear. <laughs> but it makes you feel better. So I'm with you, man. Got a little vest for him. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, uh, you know, I wanted to get to this story tonight. I'm, ha- I'm having a lot of fun tonight, Matt. I appreciate you, man. Um, this story on MyNorthwest.com from our own Bill Kazarba. Talking about Russell Wilson, and, you know, Russell had a bad year. And we, as Seahawks fans, are going to be the beneficiary because we're picking fifth in the NFL draft because of the trade we made for Russell Wilson. Two first, I think it was, two second. I forget what the deal was, but we really got the best of the Broncos in this trade. Well, Russell's Why Not You Foundation is now coming under the eye, the scrutiny. And like I said, our MindWithWest.com has the story. Apparently, Russell's charity, Why Not You, um, is, has been misrepresenting their charitable donations. And that's probably bookkeeping. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't mean to cast any dispersions on Russell Wilson. 
but more so than misrepresenting what they've claimed to donate to charities because, I mean, they don't have to do anything, right? Russell's always been a guy that's, you know, great public image. We used to, and I used to personally, I used to champion the fact that while, you know, Colin Kaepernick was showing off his shoe collection, Russell Wilson was at Children's Hospital every Tuesday. He was a good citizen. You know, we're lucky to have him in town, good citizen of the club. Well, the story says that they have one of the highest administration costs of, of any charity. For example, you know, of the $1.1 million, excuse me, uh, the organization reportedly spent almost six hundred grand benefiting charities in 2020 and 2021, but at the same time spent $1.1 million on salaries and employee benefits of those administering the charity. So literally only 33 cents of every dollar that you donated to Russell Wilson's foundation, according to this reporting from MyNorthwest.com, a third of the money that was donated to this actually made it to the charity it's intended for. That's always something to look out for when you're when you're giving to charity. Yeah, because a lot of charities are actually very corporate and they spend a large amount of overhead, say, on people's salaries and less of the money gets to the actual causes. Now, he, obviously, there is money going to good causes right. from Russell Wilson's Ab- absolutely, foundation. Absolutely. But donors would be – that's something you have to consider when you're making a donation is how much of the charity's budget goes to promotion, goes to salaries versus actually to the program itself. There's a website called Charity Navigator, and you can go on there and enter ent- enter any charity that you like, and it will tell you exactly how much of your donation makes it to its intended purpose. Charity Navigator. And I've mentioned numerous times that we had worked for World Vision when we um, when we work at the Bob Rivers Show in the way of our help with their child sponsorship drives. Charity Navigator says that of every dollar given to World Vision through corporate matching services that they employ, like a dollar seventeen of every dollar makes it to its intended purpose of clean water and health care and food for children around the world. $1.17, that's, that they have one of the highest ratings from Charity Navigator. According to the story from MyNorthwest.com, about 30-37% of Russell Wilson's, the money donated to the Why Not You Foundation, has made it to its intended purpose. The Children of Children's Hospital, for example. They said they gave a $2.6 million check when actually only 80, 860000 was donated, made it to children's hospitals. But you know what? That's like, like you said, Matt, they're doing something. There may be better ways for you to donate your money, better organizations for you to get involved with. I don't mean to pick on Russell, you know, but boy, that, that star has faded so fast since he left Seattle. It's Cairo Nights. I'm spiking you along with Matt Butler. Be right back with your texts right after this. Please, don't, please stay with us. Don't go anywhere. Folks, you guys always have always have great input to this show. 
We talked earlier with uh, Frank Summerall about uh, LeBron James and his achievement as the NBA's all-time leading scorer. Is he the GOAT? Most of you disagreed. Most of you thought that Michael Jordan had better credentials with a 6-0 record in the finals and the defensive player of the year. People mentioned various other players to consider for the NBA's GOAT. Somebody said Carl Malone had LeBron's build, carried his team. Steve Kerr, don't forget Steve Kerr, five rings. Oh, five for playing, two for coaching, seven, wow. Somebody said, who's on the Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling? I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not a big enough wrestling fan to know. Somebody said The Rock should be on there. <laughs> Somebody said, Dennis said, Spike, thank you for mentioning Abraham Jebediah Simpson. Johnny Unitas, that's a haircut you could trust. I'd still love that, man. Uh, I mentioned that Tennessee is considering changing Indigenous People Day, or as they still call it, Columbus Day, as a state holiday, federal holiday, but they're talking about Tennessee making the Monday after Super Bowl a holiday, a national holiday. I mean, we it is the least productive day in America. It's been, you know, researched and proven out through numerous different studies. People come to work hungover. They don't come in at all. They come in and talk about the game, the commercials, whatever. Rich says, Super Bowl Monday ain't happening. We can't even get daylight savings time done right. We can't even get time off to vote. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Yeah. If you had to pick, give me give me one national holiday, it would be election day. I'm with you on that one, man. <sighs> we talked about charities and how some of them have administrative costs that really keep your donation from getting where it's intended to go. I don't want to point any fingers. So very, uh, quite a few texters mentioned various charities that don't have great return on your dollar. We, re- we mentioned Russell Wilson's Why Not You Foundation, where only about 37 cents of every dollar makes it to its intended purpose. I know the Red Cross has massive admin costs, you know, and that was mentioned by a texter. You know, the, their CEO's making bank. Goodwill, I know, has a terrible reputation for its donations actually making it to the people they're trying to help. The counter-argument for being a nonprofit and recruiting an executive and paying them executive-level salaries is to remain competitive with the marketplace. Like, if you have an ace fundraiser or administrator and you want them in your organization, market parity demands that they receive a pretty decent salary. Absolutely true, man. As long as they're delivering for you, as long as they're doing the job you want your charity to get done, then you got you got to pay. You get an admin. Absolutely true. That's, I'm glad you brought that up. We talked about pets, and that got the most response from any of you guys. And I appreciate that. You know, I tend to wear my heart on my sleeve, man, and my heart's covered in fur, my heart. You know, it's we love our pup. We do. And couldn't, couldn't imagine without. A texture, though, uh, and um, ironically enough, Pomeranian Wanda. Love this handle. Probably my favorite text handle of all time. It's not always about the trauma that a rescue dog has gone through. It's about the breed itself. The AKC does a very good job telling people about the breeds and whether they're good family pets or not. For instance, Chows, Akitas, uh, Tibetan Mastiffs, they're not good family dogs. They're bred as guard dogs, and that includes the Belgian Malawi I mentioned earlier that we picked this pup, and she was so well-trained, we brought her home. She became just this loving, cuddling dog, but she was basically a freaking 9-millimeter Ruger wrapped in fur full of teeth. And, you know, you just got to make sure it's the right pup for your family. Rescue when you can, of course. Lots of, lots of pets out there. 
that need homes. I'll leave it at that tonight. Although a texter did say, Spike, you're sounding very wise tonight. Not that you're unwise other nights, but tonight in particular, good show. We got quite a few comments tonight, Matt. Good job, my friend. Matt Butler sets the tone around here. I'll say that. You set the tone. I'm Spike O'Neill. It's Cairo Nights. We appreciate being part of the show tonight. We'll be back tomorrow. Matt just sent me a story. In the middle of the show, he's researching. Sent me a story that we're going to talk about tomorrow night. I love this one, man. Has to do with my home state of Mississippi. Yeah, boy. Always making the news. Never you, for good reasons. When you, when you went forward thinking, don't go southeast. Uh, Notice it's, I'm not there. I know you're not. You're here. I appreciate that, too, my friend. Uh, it's Cairo Nights. We'll see you guys tomorrow.